Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, last Saturday, I read you a posting that came in from Trish. And she sent it to my webpage. And I will confess, when I first saw it, I thought, should I post this or not? Should I do this or not? Is it going to cause more trouble than it should? And I ran it by a bunch of people, and some in this business and some not. I shouldn't say a bunch, a few people. I don't want to sound like Joe Scarborough. Um, he always talks about all these people he talks to, but he never mentions who they are. So I, I ran it by a few people I know. And almost unanimously, it was, no, 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 don't read it, Roy. It's going to cause you problems. So, of course, Roy had to read it. And it turned out to be a fantastic segment. We had terrific phone calls. And we had great input. And it, it, was, it could have gone on for three hours, as a studio producer said. So the, the, the posting was written by Trish. So I contacted Trish, and I asked her to come on this program, and she joins me on the show. Hi, Trish. Hi, Roy. Great to talk to you. Good to talk to you, and there is no politically correct for short. <laughs> no, eh? That's it. No, I'm short. Short is short. <laughs> well, but I heard, a, I heard this commercial for, for a store where they sell clothing for... Uh, men under five foot eight. I think that's the way they put it. But I never once heard the word short. So I thought, m- maybe I can't say short anymore. <laughs> can I say tall? I'm six foot two. Can I, can I say tall? You're uh, tall. I guess I'm, I must be. I'm short. There that's you go. Right. Okay, so self-con- <laughs> self-confessed short person. You can't be in trouble. If she says she's short, she's short. Did you ever, did you expect me that I would read your, your post on air? Did you think I would do that? No. No, I didn't. And when you did, you I... You listened, um, right? You, you listened. Yes, you, I was listening. Okay. And I was quite surprised to hear it on air. And um, my son and I were talking while this was on air and we both felt that I was really going to get slammed because it what I had to say wasn't politically correct but you weren't slammed and I wasn't and I was so pleasantly surprised not one person not one caller to use your word, slammed you. Not one in our. I think our first caller said he is of uh, East Asian origin and uh, first generation Canadian born uh, of Pakistani origin, and he sided with you uh, most yes. mostly. He did yes. challenge you uh, on, on, on a couple of points, but he yes. he sided with you, and and it and it created what I I'm always so encouraged by, uh, about. It created a really useful, positive, moving dialogue between people about an issue that needs to be talked about. If it's brought up, it should be talked about, not just pushed on the back burner or dealt with by with politically correct language by some elected official who's been told what to say by a bureaucrat. Yes. <laughs> so when we come back, I'm going to ask you to read your post. Okay. And we'll talk about it, and we'll take some phone calls. Also this hour... 
I'm going to play for you, play back for you, for everyone, an interview I did with a former liberal member of parliament named John Bryden. Now, Mr. Bryden was at a special dinner in 1993 for rookie liberal MPs, and their special honored guest was Pierre Trudeau. And Mr. Bryden, some of you may have heard this because I did the interview just before the election last year, but Mr. Bryden asked Mr. Trudeau a question that many would consider to be politically incorrect. It's how the former prime minister, the father, if you will, of multiculturalism, official multiculturalism, answered that will surprise many. And I'll tell you this much, the current Trudeau, not at all aligned with the... Trudeau, the father, on this issue. You won't want to miss it. So Trisha and her post, um, John Bryden, my interview with John Bryden about his question for Pierre Trudeau and your calls about Trisha's post. That's all coming up this hour. Stay with us. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Roy Green Show. That's what I, they already told you that, right? Yeah, they did. They did. They they said it's the Roy Green Show. I don't need to repeat that. But you can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. They didn't tell you that. And Neil sent an an, an email said the Boy King, priceless. Thanks. Keep it up. He is the Boy King. <laughs> and Steve. Sends an email to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com about Trish, who's on the line with me. She may be short, but she has a great voice. How do you like that? <laughs> I think he's hitting on you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give me his number. <laughs> okay, let's get to the serious issue. And, and I, I, want, I want you to share with us. And I thought that about the best way to do this, Trish. And I think, and I hope you agree with me, the best way to do this is for you to just... Uh, right now, read your post as you sent it to me, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Is that all right? All right? Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. Okay. I would just like one um, mention that the beginning of my post was that I was a deplorable racist, and it was kind of a shot at Hillary with her basket of deplorables. I've been following the U.S. election quite closely. <laughs> right, so it was tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Yeah, I think I think I think we understood that, but okay. but your issue is one that we again that we spoke about in in great detail with great callers, and you heard it, and I read your post last weekend. Please read it. Please read your post yourself now, if you would. Okay, hello, Roy. I guess I'm a deplorable racist. I have lived in my current home for over 25 years. Over the years, I have become a minority. I see no immigrants other than those from India and Pakistan. When my daughter was school age, she was the only Caucasian girl in her class. She was shunned by her classmates and generally had a very difficult time until I felt compelled to transfer her to a new school. I believe that our immigration system is not conclusive, inclusive, I'm sorry, of Europeans 
Australians and others who share our culture. The immigrants in my community do not attempt to integrate in any way. Rather, they look upon me with contempt as I try to find my personal space in the grocery lineup and have no consideration for others as they attempt to barter at the checkout for some perceived flaw in the merchandise. I am at a loss as to how people who speak neither basic English or French have become Canadian citizens. I have concluded that I must leave my adult children behind and move to a small town in order to live in a community where a 50-something Caucasian woman can feel included in the community. Oh, to live in Switzerland where my opinion mattered. Thank you for discussing this, Roy. So, so there's your your posting as, and, and you read it so much better than I did because it's your words and your feelings and your experience. So I have to ask you this first of all because the question that I'm going to be asking, and we'll put this out to our callers at triple eight two two five eight two five five and four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred, triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. The question I asked last weekend: Do you when you hear Trish's posting, do you hear racism, or do you hear an issue that we need to talk about in this country that is not talked about um, because people feel uncomfortable talking about it? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Is Trish a deplorable racist, or is this an issue that needs to be talked about? Is there any, for you, is there any, um, does it matter to you whether somebody you live who lives next door to you or is in your community or if the majority of your community is non-Caucasian, just fundamentally, does that matter to you? No. No. And my children have a very different experience than I do because my children are in their 20s and 30s and their friends were born in Canada and they all intermingle, they all basically share the same culture. It's people my age, and I don't know if this is the family reintegration program or what it is, but people my age seem to come to Canada and cannot speak either of our official languages. I cannot communicate with my neighbors, and I feel very left out in my neighborhood. Okay, so this is this is your personal experience. Yes. And and you feel that for you to be live in a community where you could, where you feel part of the community, you have to move somewhere because you're not being included in what's going on around you by the people who are living around you now, right? So if, if I'm correct. expressing that correctly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it's not an issue of We've already said before, she's not a racist. She's no, dealing I, I with her. No, I don't care what color your skin is. Yeah. I really honestly don't. Like, I, I work with people of, you know, very di- many different backgrounds. But people that were born in Canada, I find are quote-unquote Canadian. And people that are new immigrants that have not learned the language or been raised in our culture um, are very different. No, they're not, and, you got a feeling they're not making enough of an effort to to fit in because I'm, I, I'm careful with the words again, but 
I'm just looking at uh, an Angus Reid poll. Um, where is it here? Um, Two-thirds of Canadians say they're satisfied with how well immigrants are integrating into their communities. Uh, nearly three-quarters disagree with that, with, with the statement, I would feel uncomfortable if my son or daughter were planning to marry someone from a different culture or religious background. I think it was 68%. Yeah, 68% of Canadians would like newcomers to fit in more with mainstream Canada, but also the same number believe newcomers fit well into their individual communities. So what we're going to yeah. do, what we're going to do, and, and, and you brought up something interesting, a generational thing. Uh, maybe it's older Canadians, quote-unquote, end quote, can-unquote, quote-unquote, uh, who look at look at newcomers um, a little differently than young younger people do. And uh, I think that was the same sort of situation when I was growing up because... With it, with with Italians who came to Canada, older Canadians had a sort of a not necessarily complimentary view uh, that I heard about Italians. Not that you're saying that. I'm just my experience. But as kids, we just they were just our buddies. We just grew up with them in school. They were just our friends. Exactly. So we have to, we have yeah. to, we have to talk about this because if there's a generational divide, we got to talk about that. This issue is important because even the um, federal Economic Development Minister, um, who agrees with the immigration minister that we need Im- more immigration, said that he's getting pushback not only from outside the party but from within his own Liberal Party on that issue. So we're going to come back with Trish, and we're going to talk about her email or her post and her experience, and we'll talk about what needs to be discussed on this issue. Don't attack her, because the issue was found to be really worthwhile for discussion last weekend. And it's the issue, not the person. I appreciate that you came on the show. We'll come back in a minute. Direct, hard-hitting, no-holds-barred. The Rory Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Talking about Trisha's posting uh, to my webpage, RoyGreenShow.com, and she joins us uh, today. We had a great, great, great discussion last Saturday, and I want to continue that. I just want to read a couple of things that I said last Saturday before we, in fact, um, take some calls. And uh, uh, I, I wrote that this email comes shortly. It's not an email, by the way. Somebody wanted me to let you know how to retweet it. So it's not an email. It's not a tweet. It was a posting to my webpage. But uh, the posting comes shortly after the Angus Reid poll on what makes us Canadian revealed that 68% of Canadians would like newcomers to fit in more with mainstream Canada, while the same number believe newcomers fit in well with their individual communities. If you're a recent immigrant, is it true that you prefer to live in a neighborhood with people who emigrated to Canada from your country of birth or area of the world you lived in previously? And if you're Trish or someone with a personal history similar to that of Trish, do you feel like moving from your neighborhood, your city, maybe your province, if that's how you feel, does that make you a deplorable racist? Maybe some peoples and cultures and ethnicities and religions do clash. History is filled with examples of that, but we're not talking history. We're talking present-day Canada. All right, so uh, emails, Darwin, uh, Roy at Roy Green Show. Roy, it may, may be racism against your guest. As for your guest, I think it's honestism. See, I'm reading the things as they come in. 
I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to take what you say, and, and what you, and what you want to say. And I know Trish feels very strongly about that as well. But anyway, triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred are the numbers to call. What John Bryden, Liberal Member of Parliament, ha- asked former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau about this very issue. That's coming up shortly. Anyway, I'll take some calls. Richard's in, uh, Richard's in Calling Lake, Alberta. Richard, thank you very much for your call, sir. Hey, no problem. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, okay, maybe she's can we first of all can we, can we first of all say that it's an important issue to talk about? Yeah, it certainly is. You know, we're in the 21st century. Canada right. is definitely known as the multicultural country. Um, I love it. You know, I'm First Nations, and I get treated well by the, you know, immigrant... Uh, population much better than i do mainstream uh, your guest may not be racist but i think now she has a feeling of what it is she's experienced it now and ultimately you know go to trump land if he gets in she can go because he wants to build walls and he you know segregation are, are, are you, you angry know. are you angry at uh, trish richard not angry just saying you know if she doesn't like it go to switzerland you know world war Two. here's a little history um when the American GIs were uh, the the Navy, the the black sailors weren't allowed on shore. They said absolutely no. They were they were not allowed to get off the boat in Switzerland, Denmark. So I'm not sure if their policies have changed since then. I'm sure they have. Well, but, the Swiss. Uh, I mean, Swiss is a land. Switzerland's a landlocked country, but that's you know that's nitpicking. It's a 21st century. That's third nitpicking. Yeah, let, let me, no, Trish, you're not. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But you said to me, uh, and you emailed me off the air, this is not about racism, yours. This is about you feeling comfortable. Anyway, you, you go ahead and talk to Richard. Hi, Richard. Hello. Um, I love your culture. And I know at hockey games, at football games, they often have First Nations drum circles and things. And I love that. But you don't walk down the street in a headdress and buckskin. Well, I am the visible uh, First Nation, you know, the long hair, the braid. And, um, you know, I don't wear it on my sleeve, as the saying goes, but I'm proud of it. And that's my, I identify with that visually. And you you should be. And if I was your neighbor, I could chat with you. But uh, I have a question for you, Trish. In your community, is it about... The, the newcomers who've come to your community who exclude you, or is it, is it, would you be, would you be comfortable in the community uh, as it is if you felt that you were included? I would be much more comfortable if I felt included. Like I can't, I can't speak the language that most of my neighbors speak, and so I can't socialize with them um, when they walk down my street in the evening I I can't really say hello to them they I don't know people if don't talk to an, people don't talk to you so Richard I don't know if it's an East Asian thing or whatever I used to always have my dogs out front with me and my dogs are very well behaved and they always cross the street because I have dogs outside and and I see women walking but here's, These people are great walkers. Here's my question. And, and, and the women are walking like, 
I don't know, 10 paces behind the male counterpart. Yeah. Trish, Trish, here's and my I'm question. Thinking, this is Canada. What's with him? Trish, here's a question. Um, is enough effort made by people of different backgrounds in Canada to, and you, and you know this is your, your community, is uh-huh. enough effort being made by people on both sides to get to know each other? And Richard, that's, I think that's the, that's the, um, that that's the bottom line, right? That is a big issue. Yeah. And I don't think there is an effort on either side. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, the, the, the language is a big barrier. Like I can smile at them and wave hello, but I can't converse with them. Okay, Richard, let me, let me yeah. just, let me just get Richard on the air quickly here. Yes, sir. And I have to take a break. Richard, what do you, what do you propose? You're First Nations. What do you propose? Because everybody's a, a, an immigrant, right? Um, um, other I than... come from a unique perspective, sir, and yeah. um, of being of being raised in uh, non-native foster homes and reconnecting with my culture oh, about 30 years ago. Didn't know a word. Uh, I understand it not too bad now. I can speak it. You know, I can get by. You know, even with. Um, the Muslim faith, and I believe uh, it's Arabic, and some of the different dialects. I've learned a few words. And you know, when you say to a uh, person of a Muslim faith, you know, salam alaikum, that you just get a really nice response. And then it's not hard. Just learn some of the language, embrace it as opposed to fearing it. And uh, it just gets better. It's interesting what you say because I, and I think I mentioned this last weekend, I spoke with a French-Canadian senator a number of years ago about when we were talking about multiculturalism and it was also the issue of reasonable accommodation. That was the big term about uh, seven or eight years ago. So he said, he said, you know, here's, here's, if you take a Francophone who doesn't speak a word of English and you take an Anglophone who doesn't speak a word of French and you put them in, in, a, in a city they've never been in before and you put them on a street corner and you tell them you have to get to such and such a destination within this city. They will find a way to get the de- to the destination. They'll do yeah. it together, and by the time they get there, they're going to be friends. Yes. If I could share a quick story, um, I used to deliver buses from the east to the west, and anyhow, from Saint Jerome, we stop in at La Chute. Uh, I stop in at Tim Hortons. Everything's in French. I say to the lady in my best French, "Non parlez français." I don't speak French, and she smiled and said, my English not too good either. We had a great laugh. We got along and we worked it out. I think just embrace it as opposed to, I would say, fearing it, but it goes a long way and it can be, it's an awesome experience when you see another culture and, and learn about it. Great call, Richard. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. I'm calling Lake Alberta. We're going to take a break. And when we come back with Trish, I'm also going to play for you the uh, interview with John Bryden. And when Mr. Bryden asked Pierre Trudeau about this very issue, and Pierre Trudeau is acknowledged as the father, I guess, uh, of, uh, of modern official multiculturalism. Don't go away. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network.
Well, there's uh, no shortage of opinion. It's coming in on email at Roy, RoyGreenShow.com on uh, on uh, Trisha's posting and uh, Neil emails Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. It's all about having things in common, and that I think is the crux of the issue because we don't necessarily have a lot of things in common uh, as far as ethnicity and history and experience is concerned. And then we're all placed together and we have to work things out. And you're hearing Trisha's perspective. Trisha, I want to just uh, play that interview that I had with Liberal MP John Bryden, where he yeah. spoke about uh, asking Pierre Trudeau a question. Are you okay with us doing that? Absolutely, yeah. All right. So, so folks, I spoke with John Bryden, former Hamilton Liberal Member of Parliament, and he had an opportunity to ask the uh, former Prime Minister of Canada, Pierre Trudeau, uh, a question. Here's how that interview went. Have a listen. So what happened, and I know this is uh, where you're headed, is, is that uh, after the main meal was over, uh, each one of us uh, were invited to ask Mr. Trudeau a question. And he sat at one end of the table, and the Speaker of the House sat at the other table, and there were, I guess, five of us on each side. And when my turn came along, uh, what I asked him was, I said that it seemed to me that uh, that multiculturalism, which he was a great champion of, uh, has led us to a position where it seems that uh, the emphasis seems to be more on the ethnicity of Canadians rather than on being Canadian. And I asked him whether he was satisfied with this result. And his answer was very much no. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, and I can't capture his exact words now, but Mr. Trudeau felt very, very strongly that people who come to this country uh, to become citizens and become citizens, uh, that their Canadian citizenship should come first, and that they should try very hard to uh, adopt the uh, fundamental principles of being Canadian. So here you are, you're the uh, the young, uh, almost rookie MP, and you ask the legend, the question, that I understand silenced the room. It did silence the room, because it was, uh, it was almost outrageous, because... Uh, we were new, uh, the Liberal Party, Party was new to the House of Commons, uh, of course Mulroney was before us, and uh, it was an age of intense political correctness, and uh, this political correctness, uh, I think it was actually uh, born of um, a concern about uh, Quebec sovereignty, and uh, the, the perceived need, particularly by the, the uh, Conservatives uh, under Mulroney, to accommodate uh, 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 Quebecers uh, at every turn because they were afraid of uh, the, the ultimate uh, you know, the outcome of a referendum. Right. And unfortunately, this translated into, uh, into uh, setting minority rights above majority rights and, uh, almost at every turn. And I, was, I, I found this very awkward because uh, I was then, and uh, after being a parliamentarian for a while, I am now uh, very, very intensely proud of being Canadian. And I think we have uh, one of the most singular, open democracies in the world. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's, I don't understand why uh, this democracy uh, is not better celebrated. But uh, nevertheless, uh, it, it, we are all Canadians, and we understand who we are as Canadians. And I think the issue that's before us now about uh, having a face covering uh, uh, during the oath of citizenship strikes to the very heart of that, uh, that pride, uh, that tolerance, because the, um, what's at issue here is not religion, because there are a great many people, who, great, several hundred million uh, Muslim women who don't wear face coverings, 
and are, I'm sure, as pious in, uh, as any other. It's a matter of uh, a person, uh, a person's choice, who came before the uh, citizenship court. And it is a court, and uh, at the moment have uh, been uh, asked to uh, swear the oath of citizenship. She chose uh, not to uh, not to give the oath uh, 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 without her veil on. And uh, and this is this strikes the very heart of uh, of being Canadian. And I very much support uh, the prime minister uh, in taking this to uh, to the Supreme Court if necessary. Because in our world of being a Canadian, and what unites us as Canadian, in my view, is equality uh, equality of opportunity and basic human rights, and also the uh, the, the openness and transparency of being Canadian is we have an expression, the open court. You know, one testifies in open court. And what that means is one, one presents one's testimony, one, one speaks to the court and speaks to the judge and to the jury, if there's a jury, with your face uncovered. So that it's not your words only that are judged, but it's also uh, uh, your face that's judged for your sincerity. And this is a very, very old and natural principle. And... and, uh, and when she chose not to uncover her face, I think the the, the citizenship judge was quite correct in, in not allowing the uh, her citizenship to carry on. And John, it should have ended there. We we have about a minute. Did you have a sense in 1995 when you asked Prime Minister, former Prime Minister Trudeau, Pierre Trudeau, the question, and and the what I found was. This quote from you, Mr. Trudeau, you were one of the key architects of multiculturalism, and now we're in a situation where many newcomers to Canada consider their ethnicity before being Canadian. Is this the outcome you wanted? Trudeau's response, no, this is not what I wanted. Did you have a sense, what did you gather when you, when you, from his demeanor? Do you think he felt the same way you feel today? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, he's the ultimate architect of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And uh, I, I think he was very uncomfortable with, uh, with the very question, the very concept of the question. So you, would, you feel that Pierre Trudeau would have stood shoulder to shoulder with Stephen Harper on this niqab and oath of citizenship question? Yes, I do. So there is the part of the interview with John Bryden uh, that I wanted you to hear. Former Liberal Member of Parliament speaking to the former Prime Minister of Canada, who is really the architect of the official multiculturalism in in Canada. Trish, what did you hear? I heard that he felt that all Canadians should, uh, on a day-to-day level, express themselves as Canadians. And um, in special times, they celebrated their ethnicity but in day-to-day relationships, they were, quote-unquote, Canadian. That's what seemed to be what Mr. Trudeau was saying to John Bryden, according to what Mr. Bryden shared with us. Are you really, are you thinking seriously of, of leaving your community? I actually am, because there's very few um, English-speaking people left in my neighborhood, and... Um, I don't want to leave. I really don't want to because my kids all live here. But um, I don't feel like I have friends and neighbors in my community. 
because they all speak a, a language and live a culture that is foreign to me. Okay. And I don't belong there. Well, it's I'm, very I'm... sad. I find that my children, that the people of the younger age that are first and second generation Canadians, they call me a racist. And because their friends are of every different nationality and background. But I find that people of my age, um, they don't speak English. They they so carry on their culture in Canada. And I only have, Trish, I only have about 15 seconds. Sorry. You're not comfortable in your surroundings now, which were your surroundings for decades. And because of what you've explained to us, you're going, you've chosen that you're going to, to leave. Yes. Thank you for sending the post. Thanks for joining us today. Thank uh, we you. had We had tremendous response um, last weekend, great calls. I'm sure we didn't take it. We only took one call today, but I wanted to play the John Bryden interview, and I wanted to hear from you. So that thank you, so and I'm sure that your post. I'm sure your post is going to come up for discussion going forward. Thank you, Trish. Thank you so much, Roy. All the best to you. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, we'll be so, no doubt we'll be talking about that post going forward. I do have to take a break, and we have to do that right now.